0: God's design for marriage is found in Matthew chapter 19. Jesus said, at the beginning, the creator made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Welcome to By Design from American Family Radio. Welcome to another episode of By Design, By Design's mission is to educate and encourage people to embrace God's design for marriage and family as the fundamental building block for all human civilization and to celebrate the union of one man and one woman as the objective institution that produces human flourishing. I'm Will. And I'm Mickey. And today we're happy uh, to be with you. We're going to have a, a great discussion. Kind of a, in my mind, it's a Difficult discussion because I feel like this is something that I personally deal with. I think, man, all of us really, when we look at it, but uh, we're going to talk about humility. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah,
1: Christ's example of humility in marriage.
0: Yes. Yes. And so uh, as um, I was thinking about this topic, I was having a conversation with some some men uh, at our local uh, fellowship. And this scripture popped in my mind as we were talking about marriage and the scripture is Philippians chapter two. Verse three and four says, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves and do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Hmm. And those one as one of those scriptures that we don't really highlight for marriage. Yeah. You know, it's more for like, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ, we have these interactions and things like that. But man, God was impressing upon my heart that for for marriage, this is a, a primary scripture that we should not have selfish ambitions or vain conceit, mm-hmm. but we should, you know, prefer the other person before ourselves.
1: Yeah, no, that's so good. I I, I think you're right, though. I think too often that um, as Christians we don't see the application. Um, of the entire council of God's word right. as applicable to marriage. Right. We sort of think, you know, well, let's stick with Ephesians five, five, first right. Corinthians seven, first <laughs> yeah. Peter three. Okay. Those specifically list out marriage. So let's just yeah. ring all of the marriage concepts that we can out of that. Let's apply all of that because it specifically yes. says it's for marriage. So that's gotta be where we go first. <laughs> um, but what we miss is that the entire counsel of God's word is good for us. Amen. And that where the word of God is pres- prescriptive, we should prescribe it Amen. or we should take it mm-hmm. and we should live it out even Amen. in, even in our marriages. And so as you were talking to me about this in preparation for this particular program, I thought, man, this is, it's so true. You know, when mm-hmm. you look at Christ's example, And you think about what it is to follow him, right, to follow Mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. That means that everywhere um, where Christ um, instructed and taught and even lived as an example, we should be doing those things and living in that same way um, up to and including our marriage.
0: And, you know, when you think about like selfishness, I think about human nature. We are naturally bent towards being selfish. You know, Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking about being Uh, only child for eight years Mm. and then all of a sudden you know my sister comes Mm -hmm. you know and i wanted her i wanted a sibling you Mm -hmm. know i wanted a sister you know and so my parents said hey remember how you said you wanted a sister like yeah (laughs) yeah i thought it was a great thing then when she comes you see that man everything is not just for you Mm -hmm. you know it's not just mine you know you have to share some things even though there's a a eight-year gap you know in between Man, it's still now the attention and the focus is on the baby. Yeah. Whereas you are the only child. And I, and I think in marriage, man, you can't. We have this thing where we think of um, ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if you have been single for, you know, a, a length of time, like for me, it's 28 years. So you have a lot of time. Yeah, that's to be selfish. 30. Almost 30 years. Right. Yeah, And so the the thing is, this is something that has to be worked out in us because it's there. Mm -hmm. It's there just by natural occurrences that, you know, hey, I don't have to share. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And so God is pressing up on that and saying, no, no, you are not to be selfish, but prefer the other person before yourself.
1: Yeah, it's so often, um, I guess, sort of like enlightening for us when we go to the word of God, because the scriptures really reveal to us our condition, mm. right? Like the Bible would not put these prohibitions in place if it were not true that we are prone toward doing the That's things right. that we should not do, That's right? right. Um, we wouldn't be um, shaped by the word as we are shaped by the word if we didn't have a need to be shaped in mm. this area. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think, and I I really appreciate you starting off and, and kind of sharing you know, this is something that is an issue for you. But I think that this is an issue in all marriages. And I yeah. think we can all just kind of get in line and pick our particular deficit.
0: <laughs> right. Like,
1: what are the right. areas where we're really weak and what are the areas where we really need God's grace? Yeah. And I think it's true. And I, I'm glad. I mean, this was your idea. Like mm-hmm. this this topic was your topic. So, <laughs> so I think it's really neat um, that you're willing to be vulnerable in that way and for us to have this discussion. Yeah. Um, but let me ask this question because I want to sure. go back to the scriptures. How long do you think it took for you to say, hey, I'm selfish. This is an issue,
0: man. You know, marriage. it's funny because my, my I've I told this before. My dad, um, he told me, he said, when you get married, you you're going to see how selfish you really are. And he said, once you have children, you're going to you're going to really, really see how selfish mm-hmm. you are. So I I knew it in my mind. Like I right, knew that, right. you know, it could, yeah, this is probably there, but it's just did, totally
1: different from like actually yeah, experiencing exactly it, and, and saying, wait a minute, right. I am selfish or right. I'm being selfish right. or whatever. Yeah. Right.
0: So I understood it, but you know, I think it, man, it took, man, I would have to say a good three to five <laughs> years, like a sentence. you know, because <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, it, it, it took a good three to five years because I think that's a period of denial like no yeah. I'm not you know I you know and you don't really see it because you kind of have your way all those years. Yeah. You know and so the thing is again even coming from a background in a family where it's just too two children. Yeah. You know, and if you are the the only child for eight years, so it's almost like it's kind of going to be built into you that man, the world revolves (laughs) around me.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: then you, you, you add on to that almost 30 years before you get married.
1: Where the world still kind of revolves yeah. around you because there's no context that is quite like marriage. Exactly. Like even oh, though man. you have friends and you're involved in ministry, right. you are a part of a ministry right. team and you still have to work together. We, you know, as missionaries, we traveled. So mm-hmm. we would live in different types of quarters with, you know, of course of the same sex, but we would live in different types right. of quarters where you're sharing rooms and right. all of these things. Right. And all of those things require a certain level of selflessness, yes. but there is nothing that it's compares to level. marriage. It's a different that it really kind of brings that flashlight right in your eyes yes. and it just is like hey yes you are not considering someone else yes above yourself and,
0: and that's amazing to consider because even in those other relationships you probably did a good job considering others you know, like, I, oh, oh when I think back, point. I'm like, man, you know, I, w- yeah, but man, when it came to marriage, it's because it's a whole different <laughs> level, there's a spiritual component to it. So true. You know what I'm saying? There's a spiritual component. That's also, this is the closest person to you. Yeah. So you, you, you can get hurt by this person. You can hurt this person easily. Truly, truly. And, and I think, you know, day in and day out you're living with this person, you're sharing life with this person. So there are many opportunities to be selfish, Yeah, you know, and have your way. So it's more pronounced. So in marriage, those things really rise to the the, the top really quickly. That's so true. You know, and man, I think prayer and asking the Lord, because what is, what is good about marriage too is better than one. Mm -hmm. And so if you have this issue, hopefully husbands and wives are talking about this, Mm -hmm. you know, now to talk about it is a whole nother level. In itself, because that, that can bring some tension. You know, it's like you're calling me, you know, <laughs> right. But we should right. be able to have those open conversations with each other for growth. Yeah. And so if you're if you point out to me, man, Will, I? I really feel like you didn't consider me in this. Mm-hmm. Like you thought about yourself with this. Man, it stings and it hurts. Yeah. But as a mature Christian, I need to turn that and say, Lord, is this true? And if it's true. Please help me help yeah. me not to be selfish. And so I think the thing is, is humility. You know, mm, so when good. you're dealing with and that's what we're talking that's about. The
1: context of this passage yes. that Paul is writing to the Philippians.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Humility says, man, if this is true, I don't want to be like this. So, Lord, show me because we all have blind spots. We yeah. have those areas where we can't see, you know. So, Lord, shine the light through your Holy Spirit on that you know, on those things and help me to change. And so I I think that's the position of our heart. It should be the position of our hearts as we talk about like selfishness and things like that.
1: Yeah. I want to go back to something you said earlier, because I think that this is a great point that really deserves a little more focus on it. You said in comparing some of the other relationships that we would have in life, uh, we think about working in as a part of a ministry and and having different friendships and and those kinds of things. Um, You said something that I think is really important. You said, and I think I probably did a really good job in being selfless with those people in those relationships. And I think this points to one of the larger issues that we don't often explore in marriage is that there's a whole lot of one another's and each other's in scripture Yes, that we think do not apply in the marital context.
0: Mm. Yes,
1: So like we're <laughs> we're like yeah. readily able to yeah. extend whatever grace is required yeah. to other people. Yes. But when it comes down to our spouse, it's sort of like, mm. no, I'm not doing it. And and, mm. and I'm wondering what that is. And I think you may have touched on it. Yeah. There's a spiritual component component to there marriage is. that we can't ignore. But what more let's let's kind of talk about that a little bit.
0: You know, I think one of the things is that you expect your spouse to kind of know not to do certain things or or to be, you
1: (laughs) know, like you don't
0: give that grace. That's good. Maybe with somebody else who is not, Hmm. you know, your spouse, you're like, okay, man, man, I don't like (laughs) that. But but with your spouse, you're like, man, how could you like you know, It's it's, deeper. It's it's deeper. It's a deeper thing. Hmm. So I think a lot of times we we take for granted is, man, this is a. Another person, you know, and that, man, we got to extend grace. They may not have seen, you know, what you saw, you know. And so we got to be able to be in a position of, hold on, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Let's not fly off the handle. Because that's usually what happens. It's like, you hurt me. Man, I I can't believe you did this. Or you were selfish with this? Yeah. Instead of like, man, I see this. And man, you may feel bad about me telling you this. But can we talk about this? And that person, they may bristle. Mm-hmm. You know, or they may respond like, Man, what? What? You know, But you
1: know something else mm-hmm. is true too. I think in in the relationship in the relationships that are not marriage relationships, right. there is a different approach that we take to other believers. Mm. If we're gonna confront them over something that they have done to offend us or mm-hmm. transgress the one another expectation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm we will pray about that. Mm-hmm. We will go to the Lord. We're like, Lord, we you want us. we don't just go yeah. at them. But in marriage, we don't <laughs> do different. that. In yeah. marriage, we're sort of like, what? And then we just, and, boom, we're and in. We
0: should do that. We should. We Absolutely. probably should take time to say, Lord, examine my heart. Yeah. Am I right on this? I mean, yeah. You know, a lot of times we, we on 10, mm. ready to go, you know, wow. and then, Man, what happens is we get into this big argument and mm-hmm. things happen because we go right in. But you make a great point. We should pray just like we handle those other relationships. Yeah. And we want to be delicate. We want to be, you know, understanding. Man, it seemed like all of that flies out the window with our spouses. Oh, it's like, goodness. Not, and that's you know. the
1: relationship that matters the most. Yes. By definition, this picture of Christ, Christ in the, the church. church, this two yes. becoming one flesh. Yes. There's no other relationship that should receive um more consideration mm. or more deliberation yeah. than our marriages and yet we extend this in all kinds of other relational
0: contexts and and that's a shame so on on, on this topic you know about Christ in the church man, how does Christ deal with us? Yeah. You know, like, man, he's so full of grace and, and forbearing. Mercy.
1: Yes. Absolutely. You know, long absolutely. suffering. Yeah.
0: And so if we would take our cues from our Lord, Amen. you know, we would handle the, uh, these situations differently.
1: Absolutely. Let's go back to the scripture and sort of like reset here. So we're looking at Philippians chapter two and you read verses three and four. Mm-hmm. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. What does that look like in marriage? So if we go back to verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition mm. or conceit. First of all, what does selfish ambition and conceit look like yeah. in a marriage.
0: So I, I think it it looks like uh, an unwillingness to compromise mm. or to bend. You know <laughs> that uh, thinking that your own way uh, is the best way. Like this is the way. You know. But what if
1: that's true? I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Look, no, I'm joking. <laughs> there should joking. be conversation
0: about it sure. because the other person has something to bring. That's right. You know, and there may a be a value. Oh uh, 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 yeah, uh, even better way. Sure. That, and so, uh, so. Think le- thinking less about what we um, think about things and consider how others are thinking and, f- and feeling. I, some examples are like the way I was raised as a child was the best way. <laughs> so when you, if you bring that into a marriage, yeah. man, that, there's bound to be some tension there. Like sure. Because the way you were raised, you're going to want to raise your children. But if your spouse was raised in a a different way, has some different things, Mm -hmm. well, that's where the compromise needs to come in. That's right. Because there may be a better way. That's right. So you bring the good stuff that you experienced and your spouse does the same thing and y'all create a new, a better way. That's right. You know, not my way is the best way and everybody has to submit to this. Mm. That is vain conceit. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man, and that's the beauty of marriage, creating that new context, I think this even shows the wisdom of God. Yes. That we 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 are building a family. Yes. And God has united these two individuals to build a family. That's right. Not to recreate the one individual's family. Right. But right. to build a new family.
0: And you can glean things from the way that you were raised, sure. the, the good stuff. But now you have Another your own family that you have another person who has those those experiences that they want to bring in yeah and now you can have even greater you know experience for your children Uh, the way I do or handle finances that's a big one yeah is the right way and and when you have that view with no collaboration from your spouse Mm -hmm. that's going to bring some tension yeah this is the way we handle money now so what if the way that you handle money was that you spend a lot yeah you know yeah uh You need someone else. That's why two are better than one. You have someone else to help to put boundaries. Like, no, maybe we need to think about this or, you know, do it this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also the looking out for one's best, um, like for your own best interest, to be comfortable and not thinking about how I can make my spouse comfortable, you know. Like, that's that's a big one as well. A lot of times we're going to automatically think, about how can we preserve ourselves? Oh. You know, yeah. how can I be comfortable? Yeah. That's a big one. I would say personally for me, it's like, Man, I, you are really being well, so
1: transparent
0: today. Like, I mean, like, I mean it's I, just I believe, amazing. I believe you, you help people when you, when you it's so true because because
1: we're not alone in the things that we are suffering or right. struggling with. OK, go that's ahead. right.
0: And so and, and, and I feel like, man, I've gotten much better. You have, you know, 100 percent. But the thing yeah. is, it's an ongoing because there's always temptation to preserve yourself. Yeah. You know, to think about yourself first. Mm-hmm. And so that's something I constantly ask the Lord. Like, could you like show me like when I'm doing that? Mm-hmm. because a lot of times you don't realize it. If if that's a habit that you just have done throughout your life, you yeah. don't realize it. Yeah. You know, but when the Holy spirit shines the light on that through your spouse, like that's the, that's the help, you know? Yeah. Cause you don't see it. But then you, I have you who say like, man, well, I think this, well, it's, it's going to cause me if I love the Lord really mm-hmm. and love you to say, let me see about that. Not yeah. just to blow it off. Yeah. A lot of times we blow things off and say, ah, that person is, tripping you know when it's really an issue and so those are some examples i think how we can be involved in in in, uh selfish ambition and vain conceit
1: yeah and you know i think that on the part of the person who would be in the position to say hey i i observed this or i noticed this i think it's so important for there to also be um humility present there as well um that when we are pointing things out when we are, um, giving a loving rebuke or, you know, or correction that we understand that we ourselves are often in need of the very same types of rebukes and corrections. And so there's a difference in the way that you communicate it, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you don't come off the top rope, right? Like you, you, you come from a place of man, I, I do the same things, right? I have different struggles That there's going to be a moment, there's going to be a flip of the script mm-hmm. and you're going to have to tell me, mm-hmm. hey, that was offensive. You yeah. know, you said that or you said that in that way and that was not loving. It, it sounded harsh or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah. and the same respect and the same gentleness yes. that we expect to receive, we should give. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. Now, I was looking at um, uh, Paul's use of this this word. um that is translated as selfish ambition Mm -hmm. um, this is the same word that's used in Galatians chapter 5 verse 20 um, that it's listed among like the work of the flesh Mm. so there's not a context where selfish ambition or vainglory Mm. I think the new King James would translate conceit Mm. empty pride there's not a place where this is good right right? and yet we live in a culture that is really kind Mm. of saying hey it's all about you. Like, do you? Like be, do you mm-hmm. It's it's me time, me focused, mm-hmm. me centered, mm-hmm. and so we see kind of like a shifting away from this being um, selfless mm. and more selfish, and that's mm. being exalted. And I think that marriages are coming up against this, and really, it's it's the culture colliding with scripture. Yeah, and so what we are always tasked to do in every generation is to go with the word. Amen. We're always tasked with standing on the word of God. I love that Paul to to the Philippians, he um, qualifies his his admonition with the humility that is displayed in Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you Mm -hmm. continue on, even in verse five, he says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but... Emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, Mm. being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, Mm. even death on a cross. And I think of the suffering of Christ as an example for us. I think of the suffering for Christ um, on on our behalf, but also leaving that for us to show us Mm. how we should also suffer. Mm. We don't often think of marriage as suffering. Yeah. Unless you always think of marriage as suffering.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and we could do a show on that. All right. But there is a suffering in marriage for yes. the glory of God. Because even though Jesus was to suffer for us, for mm. us mm. and also for us to see, right? Mm. So he suffered in two ways, suffered mm. for us and for us to be able to see it. Um the Bible describes him looking ahead to the cross with joy mm. for the joy mm. that was set, set before, before him. him. So there is a joy in suffering mm. when one suffers righteously, yeah. right? So in marriage, we are dying to self. Yes. Would you look at that as a type of <laughs> suffering?
0: Yes, yes. I, for the I, glory
1: of God, but I, suffering.
0: Yeah, definitely I would, because, like you're saying, you're dying to yourself. The self life is being you know, crucified is <laughs> mm. being killed and it's on a daily basis. Like, um, and so I, I believe, you know, cause you, you, a lot of times you want to be careful about equating like marriage with suffering. Yeah. But because
1: of popular cultural exactly. notions. Yes, absolutely. But,
0: but yes, there is, there's a suffering of the flesh, which is supposed to suffer. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and, and it's to, again, to prefer someone before yourself. Right. That is, that is, Laying yourself down. And, and when we see what Jesus did, man, the, all, the ultimate humility, Yeah, like he, he became one of us. Like, that's right. You know, that's right. And so, man, what mm. can we not do, you know, in regards to other people? Like, how can we not humble our, ourselves? Yeah. If we look at yeah. Christ, who is our example. Yes. You know, Yes. how could we not? You know, I was thinking about how, you know, I, like I said, I grew up in, in a family. I, it, it was two of us children. I th- man there's there's even wisdom and I'm not saying that small families are whatever, but there's wisdom in even bigger families that you have built in even within bigger families some practice you think yeah like not <laughs> not not to be. Self, you have to share some things. A lot, yeah. That's you know. So there, there's wisdom even in that. So if you're out there, you know, you're considering like, how many kids should I have? Like as many know, as the Lord will give. As many <laughs> as the Lord will give you, because I think for the children, just looking back at yeah. my childhood, and it wasn't a bad childhood. No, you know. But looking back, man, I think I would have benefited from having to share some things, some toys, and you know, things with my brothers or sisters or whatever. And so I think there's a wisdom in that. But going back to the suffering, yes, we do suffer. And, and, and Paul also talked about it, uh, I believe, in 1 Corinthians 7, that your uh, affections are going to be divided yeah. by being married. So you, it's not all about, even in ministry, yeah. it's not about me going here, there, ministering here, and not even considering or thinking about my family. Some of the greatest men, one of their regrets is that they didn't do enough with their family. Yeah. You know, when they get to the, their last days, they're like, man, I wish I would have spent more time with my, my wife and, and children, mm-hmm. you know. God did not set it up for it to be like, you just go wherever, man, there, your interests are going to be divided. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to, even your ministry aspirations, put those things to a a, a death as Mm -hmm. well. You know, not that you can't do it, Mm -hmm. but man, you have to consider your spouse.
1: Yeah. You know, I was thinking um, in the context where the apostle Paul writes to the Corinthians and he's talking about how. They have a dispute, you know, and it's mm. a dispute over like a financial matter or maybe like a business dealing or something like mm-hmm. that that has gone wrong. And but they go to have those disputes decided upon by yeah. unbelievers. right? And Paul is like, wait a minute, you're going to judge the world. Like, why are you going to unbelievers? Can't you sort <laughs> this out among yourselves? Yeah. But then he asked this question. This is in First Corinthians chapter six.
0: Mm.
1: He says, would you not rather suffer the loss? Wow. Right. And, and so you think about this. So he calls that <laughs> death to self that mm. like, well, I have a right to go and have this dispute heard. And Paul is saying, but shouldn't you give up that right wow. and maybe even suffer the loss so that God is glorified, so mm. that onlookers will glorify God. Right. Mm. So that we show there is a distinction between us and mm. the world. We don't mm. go to the world to settle disputes among believers. And I think of the same thing in the context of marriage. It's like to think of suffering in marriage is not to think of like, oh, this is agony. Mm -hmm. No, but it is to think of living for the glory of God. What are the things we do that may not be our immediate inclination? Mm -hmm. It may not be what we think to do first. Mm -hmm. Right. But we do the thing that God has prescribed for Mm -hmm. us to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So it goes against our first inclination, our first inclination Maybe to think of ourselves. Yeah, it it may be self-preservation. It right. may be our own comfort. It may be conceit. It may be vainglory. Yes, but we don't do those things. And why don't we do those things? Well, because Jesus told us not to, right? Mm. But then we don't do those things. It produces in us a type of suffering. Mm. And the Christian is ever ready. Like we always have the willingness and the readiness to suffer. For the name of Jesus Christ, because we count him worthy that we should suffer. This is not to say that as a blanket statement, you know, we join in with the world that marriage is something you suffer through. Right. right. But there is a suffering that produces godliness in us, that produces Mm. holiness in us, whereby we lay ourselves down. We make ourselves second. Mm -hmm. Right. Like so. And and I think it's important to note here in Paul's um, letter to the Philippians that he doesn't say that we don't look out for our interests
0: right but he says we
1: don't look out for our interests only
0: yeah that's so there is
1: care Mm -hmm. for one another there is reciprocity right like we we do turn and and consider the other person we also consider what our needs are so these things are not wrong but for them to be out of balance makes them wrong
0: man that's right Man, great discussion. You know, marriage is definitely sanctifying. It would help you to be a better person, a better Christian. Draws us closer to Christ. But thank you for listening to By Design. Uh, we appreciate uh, you being there. Uh, make sure you go to afa.net slash to check out the By Design uh, page. And also look us up on Facebook, By Design. Until next time, God bless.